0: Hey, good morning all welcome to the common good podcast Paul I gotta tell you I'm just glad we're up and running we had a little uh little technical issues that costed us Costed. I'm,
1: I'm glad to yeah
0: you hear that language cost yeah. us 15 minutes of fussing around hey you know those dulcet tones that we hear as the uh the intro um yeah I was just with the fella who uh who created that for us his name's Ben grace oh yeah and, uh, yeah yeah and uh, i would kind of forgotten that he did it for us a couple of years ago yeah and, I saw him and I'm like hey Ben you're in my ears a lot of days so if people don't know, <laughs> they're they hear that little sound and it makes them think oh that's the common good podcast sound. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Uh, well that's uh, that's Ben Grace. Well good morning to you. Good morning. Okay, outside today, a little cloudy in Minneapolis yep. uh, on the nineteenth of October, but uh, going to be just fifty-eight degrees, partly cloudy, just fall in its glory here. How, how 58, is your,
1: fifty-eight is your 58's fifty-eight is your fifty-eight is going to be your high. Yeah, yeah. Here it's going to be probably in the low seventies be our high, but it's lovely outside. Wow, it's, that is lovely. It, same sort of thing. It's it's maybe two thirds overcast. Sun peaks out every now and again. Kind of pleasant, probably in the low 60s out there right now. Yeah. Mm. Really nice.
0: Yeah. It, uh, I was going to say, you know, it's great for people who are golfers. I bet it's also great for people who are birders and are trying to get yeah. county, every county in Georgia. Yeah. Sure yeah. It does, it, it, it,
1: yeah. It does help. The, the cooler weather sure is, uh, sure is, is a nice change. I've, I'm, I'm going slow, but I mean, my last eight weeks of work have been pretty heavy. So uh, I'm, I'm up to 21 counties now.
0: And there's like a hundred and something, hundred
1: and (laughs) hundred
0: and fifty nine. You're at (laughs) twenty.
1: I went down to a place uh I guess a week and a half ago on the Chattahoochee River between uh down where it runs between uh Alabama and Georgia. It makes the state line right there. Yeah. And it was the quietest, most remote place I've been so far, and it was great it was like you like
0: that kind of thing you like to go in remote areas where no one's around to bother you
1: and yeah where you get out of the car and it's just you just like the silence is like a thing it's not just like an absence it's like oh my goodness it's so quiet and i was looking out over this over the river which at that point is actually a little bit of a lake it's really wide and uh and it was just it was lovely it's just great
0: um you know, Paul, I've I've always thought you're you're the most interesting astrophysicist I know. You get <laughs> the most, most interesting astrophysicist. That's That's a, that's a, that's, a
1: ta- that's a long list. I'm on top of there. Yeah,
0: you're a birder, yeah. which we're just yeah. talking about now. You pay attention to birds. You know, you can name a sure. hundred. You can name a hundred birds off the top of your head. Just yeah, amazing. <laughs> uh, you're an author, of course. You've written a number of books that change people's lives. You're a professor. You're a you're True. a pastor. You're a theologian. You're a podcaster. I mean, the, I mean, you're a physicist, a pastor, a podcaster. Uh, I'm starting a little alliteration here. You just have a lot. You have a lot going on. So I always thought, you know, I'll probably never think of an astrophysicist with such uh, a wide pedigree until I found out that the Queen guitar oh, rocker, yeah. rocker Brian May yeah works yeah. works for NASA yeah the, the rock guitarist from Queen is also yeah. an astrophysicist yeah he is he I'm went to like mit or something call? right i
1: mean huh? yeah, I he went he... To like yeah yeah like t- total brainiac
0: yes amazing um yeah uh, i'm not saying your your slot here on the <laughs> comic good thirsty podcast oh like he
1: discovered brian may i'm out of his life but, now
0: <laughs> but i am saying if we could ever get Brian May just to come on and chit chat and we could talk about, you know, guitar riffs and amps and um, the music of the seventies and some work that NASA is doing, that would be, that would be awesome. How how long have you known? I mean, truly this, this was a discovery of mine like 10 days ago. I I don't know why I didn't know it.
1: I've known it for a long, long time. Hmm. You know, among science nerds like me, it's like when we find somebody who's cool, who's also a science nerd, we kind of, pump it up a little bit, you know, and pump up the
0: volume as they may have you say. Yeah. So
1: So it's probably common knowledge among astronomers, astronauts. Yeah. Well, I'll
0: tell you what, uh, just another example. I'm not trying to be hard on astrophysicists and scientists don't always do the best job about bragging about themselves. No, they don't. (laughs) No, we, we
1: as a group are not exactly uh, self promoters. I mean, every now and again, you find one who is, you know, sort of cut in the Galileo uh mold, because he was a total self promoter. Uh, but most of us are not Galileo, don't don't have that personality quirk that yeah. makes us, you know, uh self promoters.
0: And, and you might think that Brian May, rock legend from the band Queen, would be one of those. So uh and maybe that's why we even know about it. Maybe that's why we're talking about him now and he's working for NASA. But he's old, like he's like seventy or something. Right? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. But I'll tell yeah. you, I, you know, I'm, I'm new into guitar, and so I follow a lot of guitar news, and I'm,
1: I'm having to learn a whole bunch of Oh, right, there. right. Um, you are learning guitar.
0: And, and I've gone with a deep, deep dive into guitar culture. Like, I listen to podcasts. I just have them on. I watch YouTube videos for no particular reason, just in the background. Yeah. Because I'm trying to learn what guitar people do and, right. say and how they right. talk about it. Because you, you're going just- be fluent.
1: Not just playing the chords, but, right. uh, but knowing the uh, knowing the the lore.
0: Yes, yeah, trying to become a guitarist is what I'm trying right. to do. I'm trying to embed myself in that world. And I got you. Boy, there are people in the guitar world who, when they talk about Brian May, rock guitarist from Queen yeah. and astrophysicist yeah. helping out at NASA, yeah. they're like, this guy was remarkable. Absolutely he was. remarkable. The things that... All of the, i'm not going to go on and on about guitar but all the things that were created in the 1960s and 70s in the rock music genre generally and broadly was so incredibly innovative like yeah and now people try to replace it with a pedal and with a with a modeler on their computer that makes it sound yeah. people right. are working their Entire days trying to make the sound that Brian May did without <laughs> any of those tools, right? <laughs> like you
1: just- have you have you come across the odd fact that at least for a large part of this time with Queen, he played not with a pick but with a coin? No, he used, yeah, he used a, which is crazy because I mean, most people like their guitar picks to like give a little bit, you yeah. know, but he he used a coin, which is amazing. crazy,
0: amazing. I mean, these folks just. Just doing incredible, incredible things. So he's obviously been a, a genius, and he has had a lot to do with the sound. And a lot of great guitarists and great musicians are really math people. Mm-hmm. Like they're thinking in math terms, but also yeah. with with cadence and rhythm. And yeah. so they're putting things together. So anyway, it was when I discovered it, I'm like, okay, I, I can see how that makes sense. Like in one sense, you could think that a rock star like someone in Queen is, you know, basically just a uh, an undeveloped adolescent that is <laughs> you know, dancing on the stage, or or yeah. these people are geniuses that have created something that will last, you know, at well, least fifty years of enjoyment yeah. and maybe.
1: I think that Queen at its know. at its peak was was a f- phenomenally creative and irreproducible. Yes. Sound.
0: Yeah. yeah. And and it was Freddie Mercury for, okay, no, no we're in way too deep. It was Freddie Mercury for sure and Freddie Mercury's yep. voice and Got Freddie Mercury's voice. persona. But the music was not Freddie Mercury. Right. It was astrophysicist, Brian.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it was astrophysicist. Now I'm feeling threatened
0: now, Doug. I'm feeling well, threatened. Your son is a musician. You're an astrophysicist. Uh I'm a wannabe. So I don't know. I think we get a little something. Get a little something together. Yeah. Hey, by the way, you know what I did last night, Paul? What? Perform- I I played an open mic with my guitar and me singing for the first time ever in my life.
1: Like at some bar somewhere?
0: Like at an open mic thing at a cider house, a place yeah. like a bar, but it's a Minneapolis cider company. And they well, how'd it go? Wednesday night, open mic, and you sign up. Well, I've never sung in front of strangers. I, I, I've i never played my guitar in front of s- true strangers. I mean, a couple times, maybe one time we week ago, at sort of a campfire thing, but I knew pretty much everything never done anything remotely like it. And,
1: uh, I give you big points for putting yourself out there.
0: Thanks. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. A lot of people have said that they've were there or they watched the video. I posted on Facebook where people see this. Some
1: people oh, see this how do you back. feel? How'd it go? How do you feel about it?
0: Oh, I feel great. Just great. But partly because what i what I'm trying, what I'm trying to do, uh, not just with kind of with playing guitar overall, but really with this, we, we all have stories in our heads and beliefs are simply stories that we make actionable. Right. So yeah. we have a story and yeah. then we act yeah. on that. And then we call that a belief and it funds right. What, what, right. what we do. So we all have these beliefs or stories roaming around in our head about who we are and how we operate in the world. And one of my stories was, I'm not a musician because I wasn't, ah. I can't sing. I don't sing in front of people because I've had many of an experience of me singing and people being disturbed by it, including, you know, it's really quite, quite I didn't know what I was doing or anything, trying to sing like other people. So anyway, I had this story in my head and I've decided, you know, 651 days ago when I started playing guitar, that I don't want that story in my head anymore. I don't want that belief. I don't want that reality. Right. So right. I'm trying to rewrite that story. And so last that- night standing up on a stage was just basically saying, that's not going to be my story anymore.
1: That is phenomenal. It reminds me of the bumper sticker that says, uh, don't believe everything you think.
0: (laughs) Totally. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Let me deep dive on this. So the first time I heard that phrase was probably 15 years ago. Yeah. Um, A person who was starting to come to Solomon's Porch, the church where I was a pastor, and she's fine with me sharing this publicly. Uh, She wrote me an email and said, hey, I'm coming with my boyfriend uh, and... I'm not sure I'm into all the God stuff the mm-hmm. way that you all seem to be. And I'm just wondering can someone like me who doesn't was kind of raised in this stuff but doesn't really believe it, am I okay being around there if if mm-hmm. I'm an, if I'm a non-believer? A really generous email, right? To send. Yeah, like yeah, hey, I, yeah, you guys right. are all up to something. I don't want to mess it up, but I'd love to be around. Right, right. At least 15 years ago. Maybe, maybe longer. Um, and her salutation signs her name Danny. And then Mm -hmm. her salutation under it was, don't believe everything you think. (laughs) So I haven't thought about, and I made, I I used that in a little presentation, so I hadn't thought about that in a long time. There were like seven people that came last night to watch me, you know, sort of my friends. She was one of them. Really? That very person with that very signature who said the thing that this reminded you of was like, oh, if Doug's going to go do that thing, I'm going to be... I need to talk wow. about that. I had that, totally is th-
1: f- that. That is really a crazy confluence right there. That, re- that really You're is something. Me. You're telling wow. me. Wow. That happened to be the thing that came to my mind. Yes. When you told me the story about what you did last night when that person showed up. Wow. That's great. just I, I
0: should have a sound effect. Wow. That-
1: Nothing we can say about uh, the universe is going to top that. We, we okay, well. peaked this <laughs> this.
0: Yeah, you know, we're going to we're going to spend our time talking, saying things about the universe, and that's what the universe had to say to us today. That's correct. That is correct. We're going to now talk about God, but in non-God language and just call God. That's all I ever do.
1: That's all I ever do. That's all I ever do is talk about God, but I I never (laughs) use
0: the the word. Yeah. Yeah. The, the name that will not be spoken which is kind of a jewish sure. uh a, a jewish phrase right, right. You know, like you don't right. say the name like yahweh is even like the right. name the the non-name right. of the, the non-name right. of god yeah, because to name to... to name it is
1: to confine it and you can't do that
0: yes and it's to yeah. objectify it yeah
1: right sure. and, and, yeah. and and to make it sort of an object among objects in our minds
0: mm-hmm. as yeah. opposed to the 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 base of all being yeah exactly hey, um well we could go deep into all that too Uh, And and good morning to Joanne, uh, who's on the podcast with us. Uh, Hello, Joanne. Good morning to Yabbits uh, right there outside of Cobb County.
1: All right. Yeehaw. Um,
0: I've been trying to fix our little pop-ons here, and it uh, it doesn't look good. Hey, uh, one more thing, Rob. uh, Rob, one more thing, Paul, before we get to uh, more important things about the sky. When I was uh, pulling up articles for our conversation, I saw this one in the Atlantic. Self-checkout at stores, they say in the headline is an experiment that failed a failed no. experiment, self-checkout. And I couldn't be more pleased. The, the joy, I was like <laughs> Grinch whose heart grew three sizes. When I read this article self-checkout well, is a failed experience and we can be done with it.
1: Well, uh, I gotta, I gotta, I, I think, I'm probably not alone in that. I've got a lot of feelings about this also. Um, my first thought is how can that be when everywhere I go, you seem to see more and more of these things. Get a um, good point. Okay. So from a, from a capitalism point of view, from a, from a, you know, squeezing every juice out of every penny point of view from the, from the, it, it seems to be working. Yeah. So as a social experiment, what does the article say?
0: Here's what the article says, and I think, you know, our many conversations about physics and astrophysics and and all about like the things you observe are not necessarily, the simple explanation may not be the. the, Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's one of these. These are the social scientists. And basically what the article is saying, well worth the read. Um, It's in The Atlantic. So therefore, give yourself an afternoon, right? I mean, these people. right, right, because
1: it's ten thousand words or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Somehow, every other like journalist and writer is told cut words, cut words, and yeah. uh, The Atlantic takes the attitude that I think Aaron Sorkin has, where he said Aaron Sorkin, that screenwriter and TV show, yeah, writer, yeah, 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 said he grew up in a family where their phrase was, "If you can say it in thirty words, why would you say it in ten? Like just let, us, <laughs> let it let it breathe, right?" So he writes long, long thing. So it's in the Atlantic. But basically, their argument is people hate it. It causes theft. Ah. And stores now, even though it feels like it's everywhere and it is, that tide has started to shift. I'm happy so to hear it. Is that companies, real? Walmart has pulled it out of some stores as an experiment completely. Costco has started to bring in many more people to be there with you as they're looking to phase it out. ShopCo, like these... Not, not just, you know, like your local grocery store who's totally right. been a laggard following up, you know, with everybody right. else, like, right. because the right. technology is now available and free and they, they were told. And it really does a great job of, of highlighting the promises of making people work here if they want to shop here is a terrible idea. Like, I, I've never yeah, said, so wait, wait,
1: wait, say it again.
0: Well, this is Make my theory. People, making yeah. people work here if you want to shop here. So when I stand, when I have to go to the self-checkout, because some places around that's all there there is.
1: Right, right. Certain hours of the day too, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: Or at Home Depot, you have to go stand over in the, like, the, the contractor line. Mm.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and act like you're a contractor if you want some personal yeah. help. Right. Um, funny enough, they don't let you do that on returns. There's no self-checkout on returns. Mm. Hey, I bought this. Mm. Okay. So anyway, I, I always make a little comment, you know, to the poor people. I'm like, well, it's, it's nice to be a coworker. I didn't know I had to work here at Home Depot in order to shop here at Home Depot. <laughs> I didn't know I had to oh, look I up see. codes on my Apple to be right. able to tap the thing. Like, I just, I don't understand ever. Uh, if you can't afford to have the employees, you can't afford to have the store. Is my theory on yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> just, can we get, I don't know. People must love oh. it, obviously, so, uh, because people love all kinds of things, but. Uh, I'm not one.
1: Of them. Uh, so the evidence is indicating that uh peop- shoplifting has gone
0: up. Yes. For what? loss lo- th- there's and this has been true they they've they've baked this in the entire time with I can't believe we're talking so long about self checkouts. Uh, but they've been uh they've been at this this for a while saying the amount of money you're going to lose in theft or accidental misring right, or right. somebody scanned something and it didn't go in and you threw it in your bag and then you thought just gonna leave right, it in there anyway right. because honest you know,
1: mistakes. Yeah,
0: that's what I get paid for working here. You know, <laughs> it's right. my employee discount. One of the things that I bring up <laughs> properly. I throw it in the back is, is that that amount you're going to lose in theft or accidental this and that is less money than you're going to save right. by all the savings that come from non-employees and employee theft and all the right. all the rest. And right. so I think now they've they've realized that that there are many other costs and those costs are not as significant. Huh. And, and you know, one of the things, there's so much theft of in, in stores anyway, right? Like you go to a Walgreens, there's yeah. not self checkout. Like they're making you go to a line and see a person. And then other places it's just freebie, you know, <laughs> there's no one right. around and you're just like, okay, right. I guess this is the deal. So maybe it's convenience or something else, but anyway.
1: Well, we have this store near us, it's a Michaels, it's like a craft supply, like like an arts and crafts kind of store. Mm-hmm. And this happened to me. Then it happened to Elizabeth like two weeks later. We were we walked up and we were like the only ones in, in the checkout. And there was a dude standing there, like looking at his phone. And I was like, you know, he looked at me and said, Oh, self checkout. He looked at me and he said, Hey, self checkout's right there. <laughs> I was like, What? yeah <laughs> what are you doing you know are yeah. you looking at your phone is that what i think you're doing yeah yeah and and you're not gonna have, yeah it's very very weird
0: very weird and somehow i don't know uh, i don't run, i don't i don't run like businesses like that i don't know how this is all supposed to go but somehow people think that what we all want is less interaction at the at the checkout right. and efficiency and all the all rest right. of it and like n- I don't know, maybe, no. maybe maybe that's what some people want is they want going to the store to be like going birding in that little river area that you went to where yeah. there's no one there and <laughs> zero interactions and you're just left alone. I don't know yeah. maybe that's what other people want. My feeling is that's what amazon.com is for if you want yeah If, right, you, want, right. if you want no contact receiving of items, just pay someone zero dollars to bring it to your house.
1: Yeah, have you ever seen the ones that, the the self-checkouts that ask if you want to leave a
0: tip? Self-checkouts like, ask if you want to leave a tip? Oh, please. No, I've never seen one. That's yeah. awesome.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that is so late late-stage capitalism. It's like Oh. Not only are you going to do your do the work for us by checking yourself out, but you're going to pay us
0: for doing <laughs> our work for us. That's right. Uh, well, Joanne has a great point. She says she worked at a Walmart for many years and positions like that are hard to keep and p- employees are hard to find. Yeah, yeah, look, I bet that's true too. I bet we don't have a tendency of paying people for these jobs right. a- enough. Right. Um, right. And so people don't want them. And maybe that was another, it's all part of the automation, you know, remove yeah. people from the from the, from the system. Uh, it's I know in some, in some developing countries, um, like India particularly, especially rural India, Having power lines or uh, not the heavy power lines, but like uh, cable connecting power lines running into yeah. towns and houses, especially when you get into towns. The w- wood and planting wood in grounds for poles is very yeah. expensive. Oh. And there's so many people that they use human beings to hold these things up. <laughs> instead like of putting all day? A, yeah. Instead of putting a pole in the ground. Uh, which seems ludicrous to us, right? Like that's their
1: job is to stand there and hold a pole for 12 hours a day or 10 hours a day or something.
0: Yeah. And they rotate and they they do other things too, but that's like, there's just more people than there is that resource (laughs) and you're you're employing people. So we're always in this negotiation from that kind of wild extreme, right? Yeah. Which we would only ever do in a temporary situation. Like maybe if a road construction, people were constructing a road and had to take something down and then you're going to have something be held up temporarily, but we wouldn't do it sort of permanently. All the way over to, well, what things should we have people do and what things should we automate? Like, that's a real question. So, right. Self checkout right. is a part of a real question. Just feels like this is not the place to solve it. I, I don't know. Yeah. I just right. can't stand, I cannot stand self checkout, e- even mm. when it feels more efficient. Yeah part I'll tell you sometime about the time where I spilled my rotisserie chicken because it was at self checkout and I had to lift it out of my little thing and it kind of got hot in my hand and then I tried to move yeah. it and then it flipped over and then it spilled on me and fell on the ground I and can hear I I, mean, I I can hear I can hear the cursing I can hear it can <laughs> and I go on some mumbling rant to the to the stork Manager, while we're having to clean up this turkey or this chicken, about how much well, I shouldn't be an employee there, and they should not yeah. let me work there, and why do I yeah. have to? Do, do I have right. to do my own thing? And while they were doing, it, he goes, "Oh, and I, I just saw it coming. I just saw it happening." <laughs> like when you yeah. grab that, when you grab that chicken with one hand, we, we tell our, he said, we, we tell our baggers, you, you don't grab the rotisserie chicken with one <laughs> with one hand. Like, yeah, I don't have training. I'm not yeah, right, anymore. right, you, right. You haven't been trained. I can't train to ring up a chicken. All right, hey. uh we, we, have, we have, you know, many more important things to talk about. Uh, oh, yeah. But, oh, yeah. But thanks for going down that fun little rabbit hole. No trouble. No trouble. Uh, hey, uh, Paul, th- this little headline struck me. Uh, yeah. Strange elements unknown to science lurk in the hearts of asteroids.
1: Oh, that's a very exciting headline. Yeah. Isn't yeah. it?
0: New elements. Not on the periodic chart. Take right. the periodic chart and you know add a sticky note extension to it. <laughs> well, we're always <laughs> we're always adding to it. Well, we're we up to
1: one thirteen now or something, one fourteen. I don't know something like okay, that. Okay, hold on a minute. Really? Yeah. I thought
0: this. I thought this was like a, like a headline. You, this is in all honesty as a guy who can't. Yeah, raise, the, can't the word
1: the word lark is pretty exciting, uh, but elements unknown to science. That's a real thing.
0: the. So the periodic chart yeah. that in 1981 or 82, when I was in junior high, ninth grade that I would have seen, which is kind of the last time I remember seeing the periodic chart <laughs> of the elements truly. Yeah. I haven't, haven't seen one since that has more little funny cubes on it. Yeah. With yeah, new- yeah,
1: yeah. C- c- Just compare it to, yeah. Compared to 20 years ago and it's more, It's more now. Yeah. See, this is
0: uh, okay. We may and, not, compare, and, and we and may not get the, beyond this in our <laughs> conversation. How, and
1: I think I think the last few probably have not received official names yet. They keep adding them. You know, I can look it up right. I I, I, I could see right now what the uh, like how
0: how many how many elements are now on the periodic chart. Yeah. I mean, I really thought periodic chart was closer to period. Like end of sentence. This is how many elements yeah. they are. Then, like, well, periodically we're gonna update it. So
1: yeah, okay. I, I don't have the date here, but there's 118. It's more than I thought. See, I thought it was like 114. Now I'm seeing 118.
0: 118. Okay, yeah. so what how, are these? Di- what? Let's just let's just <laughs> let's step back to ninth grade here.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. I'm with what, you. I'm, I'm, makes, I'm looking over here, but I'm listening to you.
0: What What makes an element? uh and and are these derivatives of other elements is it like oh this was some they're they're just finding elemental
1: okay the element is determined by the nucleus where the protons and neutrons live and and carbon for example there's all kinds of carbon there's carbon 12 there's carbon 14 carbon 30 there's different isotopes different kinds of species of carbon but what makes them all carbon is they all have six protons in their nucleus so, it's the number of protons in the nucleus that makes an element an element. Got it. Got it. And so we are able to uh, create heavier elements by creating nuclei with more protons in them.
0: Okay, <laughs> I hope if people are only uh, listening to this on the audio version, I just noticed my face when you just said that. We're able to make it, it was it was like Brian Miller's an <laughs> astrophysicist look you're uh, saying that these elements that now we're not discovering them. We're making, them? we're making them. Yes. Yes. Oh, the, this is great. W- The
1: heaviest element that we've found naturally occurring. I'm 99% sure is uranium. Okay. Uh,
0: and heaviest means what it, it heaviest means-, means the
1: most particles in the nucleus. The, the, oh. the so the, 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 Mass number so called is the number of protons plus a number of neutrons. Okay. So that mass number for carbon is for most carbon is twelve. Okay. Um and for uranium it's what? Two thirty (laughs) eight, two forty. Wow. Something like that. Not even close. No, no. Not even close. So but we have we have created elements heavier than that in the in in the lab
0: and those are the ones that are being added to the periodic chart or are we discovering naturally forming yes. i'm so, going to
1: check something here
0: so so most keep of talking. What, okay so so most of what we know to have existed uh, most of what we know that exists in the natural world yeah we know that set we're not finding new ones of those right, unless right, there's right, something right unless there's some
1: lurking us. inside these these <laughs> asteroids yes and
0: yeah, we have the, reason
1: to believe that there are some heavier ones out beyond what we've made that that may be stable for a longer okay. amount of time
0: all right well that honestly that just relieves all the shock i was having that like we're still discovering new elements that are around people are stumbling upon them uh finding them feels Better to me that we're playing God and making our own. That's, That's right. We're, we're playing God. That's, yeah, That's there, right. there we go.
1: So, so you've heard of like plutonium, right? All, all, sure. pl- all, the plutonium we have has been has been. It, we, we, we. There is no naturally occurring plutonium. Huh. We can't. You, if you go out to your backyard and dig up some dirt with your spoon, there's some uranium in that spoon, but there's no plutonium.
0: Oh, okay. Be- because we've mixed a few things together we've moved some particles around and yeah turn, turned it from something else did it start as uranium is this enriching uranium is that what we're talking about right now is this the same no
1: thing? no that's not the okay. same thing enriching uranium means means m- given having a sample of uranium with more and more radioactive uh, more and okay. more uranium 235
0: in it where, where where does plutonium originate where how what, what what do we start with as a base to make
1: You know i i don't know it may perhaps uranium uh uranium plus uh uh, what's it called an alpha particle can give you a give you plutonium i I don't know the exact reactions that we use
0: is there there like a recipe card somewhere that someone basically
1: essentially yeah essentially yeah yeah (laughs)
0: like the difference between a scone and a muffin Uh, yeah well it all has to do with baking powder (laughs) So, so.
1: (laughs) so instead of saying you know preheat the oven to 400 it's you know get your particle accelerator going to so right.
0: many. Yeah. Low, lower heat Italy for a longer a... time, not higher heat yeah. for a shorter time. And we're going to be a yeah. particle. All right. So if, if this, if this article has something to it and, and lurking inside of an asteroid is a new element with a black hat and a trench coat pulled up, standing around the corner and looking super yeah. creepy. Yeah. Um, that would be a real, that would be a real thing. I mean, that's worthy no. of a headline. If there's a new yeah, it's of a recurring element.
1: Yeah. Because, because a. Uh, uh, we're not able to make them in the lab, but we believe that there's there are some stable elements around one hmm. uh, one hundred and sixty or so. Um, right now, we're at the heaviest element's one hundred and eighteen uh, protons in okay. the in the nucleus. We think that there may be some stable or more stable elements up around okay. the proton number of about one hundred and sixty. Well, boy, incredibly interesting and, and helpful and 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 i guess they could be in these asteroids but I, I i i'd be i'd love to know how they got there how they all got if that if that is really true
0: well the aliens made them and then put them in this in oh right, and right.
1: it was the aliens
0: i mean there's some things that are complicated paul and then there's, <laughs> and then they're straightforward um, and we, and we too would have done this had we not been spending our time managing our own rotisserie chickens at the checkout. Anyways. Correct. Correct. Um, hey, all right. So, so this one, this one caught me, uh, you know, you love the moon. You've caused me to love the moon. I love the moon because you love the moon. You The know, moon is my moon where you go, It is. Go. It's everybody's moon. Um, giant heat emitting mass discovered under the surface of the moon, which why they didn't go with, Moon volcano discovered. I just yeah. think that's a much better phrase. Yeah, because
1: I mean, there's definitely has been volcanoes on the moon in the past, but uh, the average person doesn't know that. And I think Moon volcano is a pretty good phrase. Yeah, and it would be totally. very, it would be very eye catching,
0: and could be the name of our sort of astrophysicist inspired rock band, Moon volcano. <laughs> yeah.
1: uh, you should call yourself that. Just do, do, that should be your that should be your stage name.
0: The guy who followed me last night at the open mic thing. Yeah. Named Dog Poet. See? Dog Poet. Moon Volcano and Dog Poet. Moon Volcano. Okay. It would work. I am maybe my first song will be Moon Volcano. <laughs> It'll be like one of those songs like you know made by hip hip people, even Stevie hip Wonder, where, where the title oh, well, has here. no reference. It's not the phrase isn't used in the song. Right. It's just a right. title about the song. I, I, right. I do that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Um, all right. So is, is this or is this not a big deal that there's granite that now in great part because of the new detectors that have been sent up to on the moon and around the moon, well, we're discovering all this massive amount of heat underneath the surface of the moon.
1: Well, it's, it's not a I mean, it's not a huge surprise to me, uh, but um, maybe I don't know enough for it to. I mean, you have to know enough. You have to know a certain amount of stuff for something to be a surprise um and i may not know enough about the geology of the moon for it to be a surprise but on the face of it it doesn't surprise me that much because i mean granite's all over the earth and uh it's volcanic in origin and i've known there's volcan- been volcanoes on the moon since i took intro astronomy you know hmm. back in the middle cretaceous period um <laughs>
0: So it was a description of your skin at the time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And basically, uh, basically, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's or, a good point. The oily and crustaceous period. of yeah. my, adolescence, yeah. my later yeah. adolescence.
1: Exactly. Uh, so, that, on the face of it, it, doesn't surprise me that much that hmm. they would find some some granite. Uh,
0: it seems like in this article that they're, I don't know, they're like, hey, it's kind of a big deal that granite's there. No. We thought we knew it was on Earth. We unearthed it, but we didn't know it was on the moon. Is that did I not read that right? Yeah, that unmooned
1: it. Um, nice. uh, the the thing that does surprise me a bit is that it's is warm enough, it's that the radioactivity has not completely yeah. uh I guess I mean I, I know that the Earth is heated by radioactivity as well, but for some reason it surprises me that that this so close to the surface of the moon
0: that it hasn't stopped yeah, pretty- by now. Pretty great. And it seems like there were a couple other articles I didn't pull up that they're really learning a lot by the cameras they have up there and the sensors on the moon. Like there's a lot of moon, moon discovery going yeah. on. Yeah. 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 Um, and, and, and most of us are not tantalized by the moon's, you know, volcanoes. It's by the rings of fire and things yeah, on the moon uh, with the fight that this article from last week, see the moon's shadow on earth from last week's ring of fire eclipse. There it is. Um, pretty good shot uh taken right there I, I wonder if the former president went out and, and looked at the eclipse again uh, <laughs> remember that <laughs> the guy, yeah just still, it, it literally looks up takes off the glasses looks up what's yeah. gonna happen there uh, <laughs> uh,
1: did you uh did you ex- did you look at it through eclipse glasses or anything
0: oh no i, no, I honestly were? no i didn't do anything with it at all i didn't okay. even think about it it was part.
1: It was partial here. It was a little bit over fifty percent covered here, so we had a little uh, advertised and had a little party out on the uh, plaza of the observatory. Had people come by, and of course you did look at it through uh, through glasses. And we also uh, projected the image of the sun onto a couple of you know screens and stuff mm-hmm. like that, so people could see it.
0: Was it was it inspiring? Was it was it? It happy? was neat.
1: But the the, the the only thing about it that was that was kind of cool was that. Um, when it was maximum, when it was right near the maximum, uh, no, you would never have known it walking around if you hadn't known that it was happening. But there was one point with, at the maximum where the sun was completely alone in the blue sky. But if you looked up and noticed that and looked around, you would see that it looked like the moon, the sun was behind a really thin layer of clouds. Oh, You know what I'm saying? So yeah. you would never have thought about it. Cause you're totally used to the level of sunlight going up and down during the yeah. day. Uh, but you never noticed a bit, of, but, but you would have guessed that the sun was behind a little bit, maybe some cirrus clouds or something, but it wasn't. Yeah. Huh. Uh, yeah. That's as far as the effect went here.
0: Uh, well, we should remind people that April 8th, 2024, the common good podcast hosts are going to find themselves somewhere in Southern Texas. Yeah. Location to be, broadly distributed and and recruited for people to join us in a caravan to see what will be a not a it was neat experience (laughs) exactly it
1: changed my life
0: experience
1: yes. yes i was telling a friend of mine about this and about you the other day and um i said you know i'm gonna i am so excited about this i am I am just as excited to watch Doug see the eclipse as I am to see the eclipse itself. Oh my gosh. Cause you told me you'd uh, never seen one. No. And it's like, Oh my God. You're You're going to love, it. I, I don't want, I don't want to, you know, gas it up too much. I want to, I just want you just well, to experience it, but I am looking forward to seeing your reaction.
0: Well, thank you for that. And gas away because we're going to literally ask people to get in vehicles <laughs> and drive into mid <clears throat> Southern Texas and then probably take a little dip down to the border and see what's going on with the human human uh, yeah and i'm gonna have to go look at the birds
1: because birds in south texas are are like off the rails
0: birds birds borders and eclipses we will make a a bb and e out of it (laughs) ebb something we'll come up with something all right hey uh this this may not even be a story but our, our last one we're back to finding more planets. Um, yeah. So now there's a suggestion that there's a ninth planet again. So we had nine, lost one. Is that right? Yeah. Now now the correct answer on the test is there are eight planets? That's correct. That? Okay, that's right. Okay. Um, there used to be nine, uh, but, you know, that's how science goes. That's how science goes. Now the hunt for a ninth planet people feeling pretty good about it. And the folks at Silence at Science Daily have have an article about this.
1: Yeah, well. What do you think? uh, So it really, part of this news is not, this article itself is about something different other than the hunt for the planet. But there is good um, evidence by um, top, I mean, the people who who published this paper Mm are the, they're the top scientists, solar system scientists in the world. I mean, they really are. They don't publish stuff unless they've got an oh. argument.
0: Okay.
1: And there's really, really good evidence uh, that there is a ninth planet out there. And I mean, out there, I mean, like way, way beyond Neptune. Oh. I mean, like on a t- 10, 10 or 20,000
0: year orbit, something oh. like that. Like men are um, like, from Mars, women are from Venus, cats are from ninth planets. Like yeah, way out yeah, there, yeah,
1: way out there. Yeah, okay. like, yeah. But it, there's really good evidence because essentially it comes down to this, that the orbits of, well, there's this, out beyond Neptune, let me back up. Out beyond Neptune, there's a belt of icy objects called the Kuiper Belt. No. It's kind of like the asteroid belt, but it's stuff made of ice. Totally. And the orbits of objects in the Kuiper belt strongly indicate that a much more massive planet passes by regularly and disrupts those outer, those objects in that Kuiper belt. They look like they've been disrupted in a very particular way. And it could just be chance, but the probability of it being chance is
0: remotely tiny. And and the way, the way this article seemed to put it, if if I got this right, <clears throat> is... One of the explanation, or among the explanations for why things are not orbiting the way we think is there's some element, force, dark matter we don't know about could be right. causing this. The other from these people who wrote this article, so I had to pull it back up on my phone, is this modified Newtonian dynamics yeah. theory. Yeah, yeah basically,
1: yeah. Yeah, basically. And, and that's
0: really what makes this important, right? Is like, well, maybe the reason we see this anomaly in movement is because there's some force that we need to yet identify, or maybe what we have in Newtonian physics needs to be rethought and that explains right. it better. There right. is no other force, it's just the way we think right. about this. Is that is that something yeah, like Well,
1: right? almost. The the way I see it is that, you know, the fact that these objects have been are in these odd orbits is uncontested. Everybody recognizes there's something going on here. The question is what number one is there could be a ninth planet. That's one option. The other option is what you say, which is that maybe our theory of gravity is incomplete. Hmm. Not that it's wrong. It's just that it's incomplete for very, very low gravitational, very weak gravitational fields. (laughs) Maybe it's wrong. Um, Maybe it's incomplete there. So that's, that's the theory. Basically our theory of gravity versus a ninth planet. Those are the two possible explanations. Uh,
0: Tom, Tom pops this up in the, in the chat on Facebook. Uh, So the way scientists suspect heavier elements is because these asteroids act like a denser.
1: They are denser. They're, they're, they're more dense than we can explain.
0: Oh, Okay, so, so in that article, I just <clears throat> pulled out one little excerpt of it. It says, uh, the authors caution that the current data set is small and that any number of possibilities might prove to be correct. Other mm-hmm. astron- astronomers have argued that orbital particularities excuse, <clears throat> are the result of observational bias, for example. I found that sentence to be so fascinating. Like Some of them are like, oh, no, this is an observational bias problem. This is not a... a Mm-hmm. Uh, theory problem. And then uh, the, the person who's you know, the article is about says, regardless of the outcome, this work highlights the potential for the outer solar system to serve as a laboratory for testing gravity and studying fundamental mm-hmm. problems of physics. I don't know. Yeah. That all feels like, you know, much more than uh, how many planets do we have. Th- that's just yeah. a little insight into what goes on in the world of all of you folks where people are, are having to decide. Uh, are the rules different? Well, are things different? Is this observational? Bias? Yeah, I mean,
1: yeah, a couple of things. Number one, this brown fella is is the fellow who just who who first proposed the ninth planet back in 2016. The guy who's speaking here, Brown uh, Mike mm-hmm. Brown, mm-hmm. he's the same guy who proposed the existence of the ninth planet. He's the one who did that. Um, but yeah, the thing is, is this, I mean, scientists are just. I mean. People don't, I think the average non-scientist does not appreciate, at least within the r- world of physics and astronomy, just how cautious scientists are about coming mm-hmm. to conclusions. They're really mm-hmm. circumspect. They really, I mean, there have been cases where people have gone too far too fast, but typically scientists, like you said, they're not great promoters. They're kind of like, you know, they, they, they tend to be, they tend to sort of be cautious people. And, uh, you know, maybe it's a bias in observation. Maybe it's our theory of gravity. Maybe it's a ninth planet. I mean, we, we don't know.
0: Hmm.
1: Um, you know what I mean? And, and so all these yeah. possibilities are laid out there and people are like, well, I've got my pet theory, but maybe it's wrong. Maybe these other things are possible. So let's investigate them and see because there is an answer. We just need to, you know, mm-hmm. might not be my pet answer.
0: What do you think? Do you have a, do you have a pet answer that if, if it came true, you'd be like, well, that's kind of what I thought.
1: I, yeah. I, 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 this is based on his history and on my mm-hmm. own, I think my own bias, my own, uh, preference is for it to be a planet. I think yeah. it'd be phenomenal. And also there's a lot of reasons why it'd be nice for it to be a planet. Um, not, maybe not a lot, but several reasons why it'd be really nice. I think it'd be a very clean explanation. Mm-hmm. Um, also it'd be really satisfying to have nine planets
0: again. <laughs> you know. Bring you back to that childhood uh, yeah, story. Yeah, you had. Yeah, but, yeah.
1: But but another reason is that um, we've been looking over the last thirty years at a lot of other solar systems. A lot of them, and they tend one of the most popular kinds of planets, at least in our galaxy, are planets between the Earth mass and the mass of say Neptune. Okay. We don't have any planets in that mass range.
0: Oh, and this one might be
1: this one would be almost certainly in that mass range. So in that sense, it'd be a little satisfying, you know, for us to, to be not such an anomaly for us to sort of fit in, you know, with the rest of the gang.
0: Huh. Yeah, it's like the 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 nesting Russian dolls or Ukrainian dolls and you're missing one. You're like hey, missing one. one in the, 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 exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There's <laughs> there's, 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 a, there's
1: a gap. We have a we have a planet mass gap.
0: All right, I know you have important things to do to talk to uh, paying yeah. students, uh, so yeah. you have to go. Do you have time to make any comment about Jim's question? Is this uh, new planet getting closer to Earth?
1: We don't know. We haven't found it, and we're we're not sure where it would be in its orbit. Um, hmm. It may be close, in which case uh, it'd be relatively easy to find. Relatively easy to find. It may be out near its furthest point. At which in which case it would be very 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 difficult to find but we don't know where it is we don't I'm not even sure where to look at this point i don't think
0: huh. all right so many questions we can't get to all right paul thank you uh what You're are you welcome. teaching the uh, what are you teaching the fine students here in the middle of october what, what are you going to talk about today
1: well today we're going to talk about uh you've heard of newtonian physics right we were just
0: talking about it yeah i've heard there's real modifications to newtonian physics so I'm yeah
1: well there might be <laughs> Uh, but but there's an alternate way of looking at mechanics that was developed shortly after Newton in the uh, 1700s called Lagrangian dynamics, and that's what I'm that's what I'm presenting the students wow. with today. It, it, it does it, it, it does all the same stuff that Newtonian mechanics does, but it does it in terms of energy, which is a lot easier to work with than than Newtonian physics, which deals huh. with forces. Yeah, it's kind of a deep hole, but
0: well, Paul Joanne says great listening and learning this morning. Paul is easy to listen to. <laughs> Thank don't you, Joanne. Read, don't read a lot into that. Uh, <laughs> even when he's explaining complex things. Uh you know, sometimes it's the contrast that makes somebody uh just ah, so much more. Yeah. Better. Uh, Thank you, Joanne.
1: Thanks uh, for the good word.
0: And and hello, Kimberly. See, you just got here. Kimberly, you're gonna love the the beginning. I just have a feeling that chit chatting about you know, rock stars and self-checkout at grocery stores and, uh, weird open mic experiences would be right up your alley. So even though it's just live right now, you can just, when it's over, you can just watch it again. It's right. It's going to live, going to live forever. And friends, if you're going to watch it anywhere, go watch it over on YouTube, even if you're on uh, Facebook now, because it helps us more to have people watch it on YouTube than it does to watch it on Facebook, but glad to share it all these places. Paul, thank you. Uh, great. You're welcome. welcome. And uh, I hope you see a new bird. Oh, me too. Okay. All right. Bye. Soon.